0: Welcome to the SMB Community Podcast with hosts Amy Babinchek, James Kernan, and Carl Policek. Produced by Kernan Consulting and for the international MSP community, we are dedicated to making every IT professional a successful IT professional.
1: So I
2: am at SMB IT Pros with Dean Calvert and
1: how are you doing here i'm great carl and all the better having you back hi here. this it's is like carl
2: i wandered down to australia and met up with all the folks at the smb it professionals conference in melbourne this is an annual conference of a national association within australia they have a somewhat small but excellent vendor hall and so i tried to get as many of the vendors as i could Uh, interviewed and here is a summary of those interviews
1: but there's a lot of energy there's this is i think our biggest conference and they did bring me back as mc because they can't find anybody cheaper than me at zero uh, but i'm enjoying it it's great to be able to inject some energy into delivering a great conference for people to come to
2: and the crowd is always great here they're very interactive they they show up ready to be educated and happy. And I think a lot of them only see each other once a year. So hmm. they're happy to do all that,
1: right? So it's almost like a party every year. It so. is. It's like a family reunion. But not. occasionally you get the awkward cousin that comes along. That might be me, maybe. There you go. But it is good. And the, the fact that we're wearing the name tags is good, too. Because I remember the faces, but sometimes the names get a little bit right. hazy. Uh,
2: one of the other things that really struck me this morning was when you asked how many people are new... A lot of people stood up. I like I was impressed. Yes. I wasn't quite shocked, but I was quite impressed. So, how are you getting new members?
1: I think there's a lot more engagement with some of the existing vendors where they are reaching out to their partners to tell them about SMBIT Pro. Partly, I believe, because they are seeing great results of their interaction with SMBIT Pro and they probably have a deeper connection with those partners and therefore if they can go and talk to other partners it can deepen those overall relationships if that makes sense. Bring them into SMBIT Pro, they are then in turn more engaged with them as a vendor.
2: And how many years have you been doing this, eight?
1: I think this is the ninth conference, I'm losing track, it might be, actually I think the eighth, we missed one year, we started in 2014, so I think it's the eighth, yes. Very good,
2: and how many people have been here all along, like all those conferences?
1: There'd be quite a few. I didn't actually ask. Maybe I could do that as part of one of our all-ins to find out, get a show of hands of who's been here. First one back in 2014 here in Melbourne, I think there were about 80 or so people. And just the the, the number of sessions, the quality of the sessions, the the international speakers that come in and spend time with us, plus the technology that we've got behind it in terms of the audio visual and the lighting, etc. It's just come ahead leaps and bounds.
2: Well, you have great vendor support without having a vendor hall that has 200 tables to go to, and you know people crawling all over each other. So it's a good mix, I think. It's a good
1: size. It is, and some of them have been involved with SMBIT Pro for quite a few years, or they've known members and sort of held off on the periphery until they see what it is. And then we've had some new vendors come in this year. And one of them I was talking to, he said, this is the one that they went to. There's another event in a few weeks time with a, a large vendor where they have a big channel get together and they bypass that to come to here. And the interaction has been very positive from what they've told me. So that's great.
2: Very good. So uh, at, before this is over, will you be registering people for next year?
1: I'm sure they will. I am simply the conductor. I do as I'm told. So. I'm sure that there will be a registration link with a discount for next year's conference. I don't know where it will be. It'll be about the same sort of timing, I expect, but we like to move it around. Adelaide was 2019 and then COVID hit. So it'd be great to get back to Adelaide. We'll, we'll see.
2: And you're from Adelaide, just for the record.
1: I am, yes. Adelaide is a great place. So
2: off topic, so you are a bicyclist, And some of the other people are as well here. Did you bring your bicycle?
1: No, no, it's an in and out trip this one, so no time for riding.
2: Which is okay because it's freaking cold out there. Well, well,
1: yeah. Once your body goes numb, you don't feel anything, so it's okay.
2: (laughs) Well, yeah. Well, if you drink enough, then it's a different story. True.
1: Yeah. True.
2: All right. Well, thank you for your time. It's a great show.
1: Thanks, mate. It's great to have you here.
2: I am talking to Elias Mansour from Enable. How are you?
1: Doing well yourself.
2: Very good. And now you have a very Northern Australian accident.
3: North, very North.
2: Yes. Yeah. So where are you from,
3: uh, Canada? Where? Ottawa.
2: Ottawa. Okay. All the right. equivalent of Canberra. So very nice. So now you're in Canberra.
3: Now I'm in Sydney <laughs> yeah, and it gets even, uh, it gets even more complicated. So I was in Ottawa and then came over to Sydney, uh, January, 2020. That's when I started. Oh working. my.
2: Well, their timing is everything. Exactly. So have you been cold since you've been in Australia?
3: Not something I, I want to admit on a podcast, uh, so I don't lose my Canadian card.
2: <laughs> Very good point. So, uh, one last question, and then we'll talk about Enable. Okay. So, is the beer better here or in Ottawa,
3: Australia? <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. So, you just lost your card. Just so you know, uh,
3: if it's you know, it was I was going to lose it at one point or another. Might as well lose it on beers. All right.
2: Very good. All right. So, who is Enable, and uh, what do you do for a living?
3: Right. So. Um, I am a new customer acquisition sales manager. I've been with Enable for a little over 10 years. Um, In terms of what Enable does, uh, we are a remote monitoring and management backup and security vendor, and we primarily work with MSPs, uh, 25,000 of them to be a bit more specific, um, to really help them navigate the digital evolution. Um, In more simpler terms, uh, at the end of the day, we work in the background to help them deliver services that actually make an impact to their clients. And you do customer acquisition in Australia, uh, ANZ, uh, some parts or some countries in Asia. Although those usually are more distribution. But for me specifically, it's Australia and New Zealand. Very good. So, but where should everybody in the rest of the world go to find out more about any? Uh, so if, wherever you are in the world, enable.com, and it will route you to uh, a geospecific location in case you know, there's something specific to your region. Uh, otherwise, if you're in an Australia and New Zealand, you, know, you can always reach out directly to myself or, or my team. Um, uh, but usually, website's the best way, www.enable-able.com.
2: Very good. And at this event, have you met a lot of good partners here at SMBIT Pro?
3: I've been very lucky to meet existing partners. Uh, lucky to meet people who are not currently doing business with us, but um, you know, very much interested in the way they run their business, regardless of what tools that you know they're they're leveraging. But uh, luckily, also a lot of partners that are currently leveraging Enable. That's very good. Well, thank you for your time. Likewise.
2: I'm talking to Matt from, wh- where are you from? NodeWare. NodeWare. You don't say... Uh, the ICI, no, nah. gligul, gligul, IGI cyber allows blah yeah, blah. You don't do that. Nah. Okay. All right. So just from Node.ware Great. So this is your first time at the SMBIT Pro conference. How yeah. Do you, how much do you love it?
0: Oh, I love it a lot. I <laughs> have a blast. First of all, I love Australia. Right. I mean, I love being this, over in Australia. Is this your first time? No. Um, oh,
2: okay. Right. Now, but I
0: haven't been to Melbourne yet. Okay. So really excited to be here.
2: Well, and it was cold. Yesterday, as soon as we they opened the conference, the sun comes out. Exactly. It's, it's, it's... It was
0: hailing on the way in. Was it really? In the car. The driver's like, I've never seen this before. I'm like, great. So you came to town. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I love Australia, we're excited to be here. I mean, it's a great group. I, I like it even better than a bigger show because of the fact that these people care. They talk to each other. They work together. I, I just think we can have a bigger impact here and start to build our base in Australia. Right. And have you
2: had? Have you talked to a lot of people? Collected a yeah. lot of names? Yeah, so we've for? been
0: talking to a good amount of people, right? And people are really interested in what we're doing, and you know, because we meet the essential eight standards for the things that we do, they've been very excited about it. Very cool. And so, is the message
2: different here than in the U.S.? Or is it basically the same? Yeah, thing? It's
0: basically the same thing. I mean, you know, security. You. <laughs> security is security. Um, you know, at the end of the day. They need to provide cybersecurity services to their customers. The statistics are about the same as the U S in reference to how fast it's climbing. Right. So, uh, they need what we do. And the cool part is there are not a lot of other people that do what we do, whether it be in the U S or here. Right.
2: And are you able to keep up with the drinking?
0: (laughs) Well, I don't drink to begin with, so I'm able to keep up just fine. Oh, You're just fine. All right.
2: Uh, You've just opted out. Exactly. Or I'd be a mess. (laughs) Well, it's, it's tough with the Australians. So yeah, exactly. They, they, they will challenge you. Very good. Yes, they will. All right. Well, good luck with the show. Thank you. I appreciate I'll it. Probably see you back in the U.S. Yes, you will.
0: Hey, be sure to join us in Newport beach, sunny Newport beach, California on December 7th and 8th. That's the upcoming mastermind live roadshow for Q4. So uh, if you're interested in growing your business, learning more about sales, learning more about marketing, learning more about culture, leadership, uh, EOS, mergers, acquisitions. We've got some great speakers lined up for you. It's going to be a great event. I hope to see everybody there.
2: May I interview you for a podcast? (laughs) You can. Now that that the recording is going. (laughs) That's fine. Shoot. (laughs) You said yes to this? <laughs> yes, I did. All right. I'm talking to Pablo Munoz, and he is
4: with Ninja One. Correct. What the hell is Ninja One? So, we're an endpoint management tool. Uh, we do remote monitoring and management, patch management, IT backup, automation, a whole heap of stuff. We essentially, uh, work alongside a lot of MSPs, try to help simplify their IT operations.
2: All right. Uh, I actually knew the answer to that. Question. <laughs> I just want to make sure you know that. So, you're giving away not just the Lego toys, but the big Lego that's it. monstrosity.
4: Now, did the toys fit on the... On the no, so, uh, you know, aside from the fact that we, we provide a, an incredible RMM solution, we also do Lego. Um, and that's, I'm joking, obviously, but the Lego is something that we essentially give away at all of our um, exhibitions or trade shows. So it's, uh, it's Ninja One branded Lego pieces. And people just come over here and, play around and make their own customized uh, Lego pieces. You know Um, the analogy here is that security
2: doesn't happen with any one of these pieces. Security happens because there is a connection between one piece and the other, and every time you you connect two things together, there's a weak point where somebody can get in.
4: There you go. And
2: Ninja needs to figure out how to help me make money keeping my clients from being infiltrated.
4: Absolutely, and so, with all of that, and look, this is a great engagement tool for us. It allows us to engage with people, right, as they're building their own Lego man or Lego woman, whichever, whichever you prefer. Um, we then talk to them um, about their solution, what they're what they're looking um, in an RMM tool. So, then, go ahead. Yeah, and then we tie it back to a prize. And in this case, the lucky draw prize is a Rolling Stones uh, Lego set, which is about 2,000 pieces. Um, it's their famous uh, tongue logo, right? The Rolling Stones tongue logo, and I thought, why not? I mean, they've got a new album out, so why not put that as part of the pack?
2: Very nice. Yeah. And have you met a lot of new partners
4: here at SMBIT Pro? We have and to be honest. This is the first time that we've done um, the conference. So this is in their eighth year. This is the first time that we've actually joined. Um, We actually met with Wayne's uh, probably about, six months ago through another event uh great guy um and uh yeah he pitched to us the idea of the conference and we thought that it was absolutely valuable for us to be here particularly given the fact that we we do so much work with MSPs. so yeah right
2: well this is your core audience
4: oh absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: very good well good luck with the show well
4: thank you thank you
5: all right i'm talking to peter ward from digital team what do you guys do something digital i assume yeah, so we helped solve the biggest problem that's limiting the growth of MSPs today and that's finding amazing talent. So, talent with contemporary skills and talent that people can afford to get on the team. So, how do you do that? You go to India, Philippines... Yeah, so we do something a little bit different. So, uh, we're a bit different as an organisation. We go to Sri Lanka. We go to Sri Lanka for three reasons. One, it's half the cost of many of the other locations. Secondly, it's got what I call GSD, which is a get stuff done attitude and a depth of technical talent that you won't find anywhere else on the planet. Very good. So
2: if I engage, do I need to buy, let's say, a minimum of 20 hours a week or 40 hours
5: a week? What, a, How does it work? So our business model, what we believe is the best approach, is to create dedicated teams where one individual works for one customer across the entire week. We don't fractionalize, we create dedicated teams. So, And is full-time 40 hours? Yeah, so full-time is 40 hours a week.
2: Yep. Yeah. Very good. And is it in something where you have to
5: have a commitment for six months, or what's what's the deal? Yeah, one of the things we believe in flex is flexibility. So we enable all of our contracts to be cancelled at any stage with 90 days' notice. Very good. And what kinds of things are people outsourcing? Yeah, what we're finding is people are actually offshoring rather than outsourcing, and that's one of the unique differentiators with us is we actually build teams so those teams directly work for the customer using their processes, their tooling. But what we're doing is actually finding the niches is those skill sets such as M365, power platform, development capability, those skills that are very difficult to find. We call it rocking horse poo; it doesn't exist. Or you needed to donate a kidney in the process to be able to afford it. Those really high-end skills is where we're seeing a real niche in the Sri Lankan market. All right, and when you say team, do you mean I've got one person, or that I've got 10 people. Yeah, so that, that team can be anything from one person all the way through to our largest team today being 30 people. And those teams often grow because people then understand the skills, capability, and almost actually it's a little bit too good to be true. And so they start with one and then grow that very quickly. And,
2: and um, are these people all in your office?
5: Are they in like an office building that you run? Yeah, so we've got uh, an amazing office facility at WTC, which is the World Trade Center in Colombo. It's actually the second best office facility in Sri Lanka, overlooking the Indian Ocean, incredibly well fit out at everything from the bean bags all the way through to the beer fridge. But what we do is provide flexibility to enable people to work where it makes sense based on customer requirements. Whether that's remote, whether that's hybrid or fully in office, we meet the requirements of our organization that we're working with to be able to set up the right team and the right location.
2: And how do I know it's secure? Because they're dealing with my clients and my data.
5: So one of the things is we're ISO 27001 certified. So we take security seriously. It's part of all of our DNA. We also have a number of technologies that we've built directly on top of our standard SOE. That means that you have a single point in time view to be able to see what any of our team members are doing. A bit like a black box time machine. Very nice. And can I go visit the offices? 100% we encourage it. We've got an amazing Christmas party that we've got in December where many of our customers are flying over. But we also encourage prospective customers to come and see exactly what we're doing in the operations uh, that are happening in Sri Lanka. So it sounds like you just invited me to a Christmas party, (laughs) even though I'm
2: not your customer.
5: 100% you're welcome to come to the rooftop there at uh, the Mob and Hick Hotel. All right. And do I have to buy you the first beer? We'll actually buy you the first beer for taking the opportunity to have the
2: chat. Very good. Well, I appreciate your time today. And you're giving away, you said, a $400 bottle of whiskey?
5: Yeah, a $400 bottle of Prairie Bourbon. So it's actually from an amazing distillery. Uh, it's actually the first distillery opened in Utah in the last 180 years. Very nice. Well, good luck with that and good luck with the show.
2: Sean Witherden. Yeah, that's correct. From Kaseya. And welcome to the SMB IT Professionals.
6: Thank you for having me, Are Carl. You
2: having any luck here at the show?
6: Yeah, absolutely. We love it. Uh, so we're, we're a major sponsor. We have been for a long time. So
2: you have a, a giveaway with 247 different logos. So yes. Are you having an identity crisis? <laughs>
6: Very good. cup. They're all our logos over the last seven years put ah, together okay. on one little bottle. And all the ex-DATO people that know about DATO and, and Kaseya look at that and go, that brings back memories. All <laughs> right. And that's all well, we want to do. And
2: they, they won't, like when I get home, they won't have morphed together into a new big logo with a big K With a
6: big K. No, and... The, and we're hoping that people don't start scratching them off either when oh, like they God. don't like that product. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Yeah, like,
2: yeah, I like all except that, that one. one. Yeah. They yeah. really pissed me off That was a bad day.
0: A bad day. Yeah.
2: So what yeah. are you trying to do at
0: this show? What's so, your goal?
6: Because I are, it's all about making sure that we're listening to the partners. Okay, So we're, we love coming to trade shows and these sort of events to make sure that what we think is happening and our fingers on the pulse is what's really happening. And that's just talking all. Having a chat. We're not here to sell any products. Okay, we're here to talk about what we do at Kaseya and that's all about bringing the new IT complete strategy to the, to the floor and, and having a chat about what challenges you've got with our products. Then I can take that back to our, our team and, and see if we can sort it out. So
2: have people. you met new partners here as well?
6: No, we've been around the SMB IT industry for about seven years. Yeah, so we're first Datto, then Kaseya bought Datto you know, right. last year. And so now we've joined two booths together and made one. <laughs> so you're saving a little money. Yeah, absolutely. Now we invested it back with our own little massage station. So as you say, so you're sponsoring the massage. Massage station, drinks tonight, and dinner.
2: Very good. But I don't see any socks. What's that sign?
6: Uh-oh. <laughs> no, socks. Oh, socks. Sorry, socks. Socks. I don't see socks. No, we don't do socks say it's not about socks and neither is that no we're all about making sure you've got a beer in your hand at all right time.
2: very good so you've opted into the beer out of yes. the socks yes all right
6: well I think that's a wise decision thank you
2: all right well good luck with the show thank you
6: thank you very much Carl
2: I am talking to Sean Caps from PAX 8 how are you doing well how are you very good so how many times have you been to the show second time this year and are you having any fun absolutely all right now I don't see socks are you you, you opted out of the socks game
7: oh we've run out they were too popular
2: Ah, Oh, you've run out of socks. Okay, very good. So you have one-size-fits-all hats. Yes, one size and, fits and water bottles. Most. Oh, water bottles. One-size-fits-all water bottles. Yeah. Excellent. So who is Pax8 and what do you do?
7: So Pax8 is a cloud marketplace that was originally started over in the U.S., but we've expanded globally since. And we focus on partners who are working in the space and helping them grow their cloud business through like the buy, sell, manage process of everything from Microsoft
2: to security and continuity. So if I buy Microsoft licenses, do I have to be a Microsoft CSP? Yes. And if I buy other licenses, do I have to go through all of their programs as well?
7: Um, You can initiate it all from within our platform, but then depending on the vendor, you'll manage the configuration in that respective platform. So you'll,
2: you'll help me with that vendor relationship?
7: Yes. Yeah. So we help consolidate all the billing and support for those vendors. Very good. And do I
2: have to fit all of their minimum requirements to buy through Pax8? Uh,
7: no, luckily we can help with either removing or reducing all the minimums or sales quotas. And then do you have a minimum from me? No, absolutely not. It's a free partnership with no commitment behind it.
2: All right. And when you say no commitment, no. is it month to month or day to day or hour to hour? There's
7: most of the products are monthly with no commitments, um, aside from anything like Microsoft annual commitments. Right. But largely it's month to month with no order minimum. So, so
2: if the vendor has a one year commitment or whatever, you have to do that, but otherwise it's month to month?
7: Yeah, exactly.
2: Very good. And is this for uh, people who are just getting started with managed services, or is this for a more established companies?
7: We work with everyone in between. So the, the goal set is to work with partners where they are and where they need help. So whether they are just starting or they've been established for 20 years and they have 50 or 100
2: staff, we've got resources to support them along the way. Very good. You've done excellently in this interview, I have to say, because she looked like she was throwing you under the bus, but <laughs> you actually know what you're talking about.
7: No, I think Lauren's given me the tools to know know it well enough.
2: I'm talking to Ted Dean from 2XL, and we're at the SNBIT Pro Conference.
8: How are you doing? Very well, thank you. And what is 2XL, which is the number 2XL? Correct. Uh, so we're a software and application development company, uh, and because we do bespoke, customized uh, software um, and ERP systems, we also work with AI, so that we can pull out data analytics with uh, artificial intelligence within the systems that we build.
2: And so, if an MSP needs to engage with you, is it because they need something for internal use or something to help sell to their customers?
8: Both. All right. So we can also help MSPs to integrate with their systems that they've currently got uh, and use AI to optimize their uh, uh, their business. Uh, so, for example, we, uh, we can uh, create agents that will book appointments for them. Um, and so far, we've shown that uh, we get about a 35% higher uh, engagement rate and 35% more bookings by actually using our AI um, uh, robots and so forth. Uh, and also presentations is another low-hanging fruit which we help a lot of MSPs with um, to create proposals for their customers because often that can take days if not weeks and we can do it in a matter of minutes because we understand so their business. It's October 2023,
4: almost yes.
2: November At this moment in history, there's a lot of horrible AI Mm chatbots that clients are likely to have seen. How do we begin the conversation by saying, that's not what we're selling?
8: (laughs) So, uh, yes, there are a lot of um, AI chatbots which have a lot of claims to them. And it's not necessarily that they're bad. They're just used poorly. So, for example, if you use ChatGPT, And you put in a poor prompt, like a one-line prompt. It's not very descriptive. um, And it's a crappy prompt. And you're likely to get a crappy result coming out of it. Whereas if you can, if you know how to construct a prompt properly, then you're going to get a more consistent and reliable answer out of ChatGPT. Which is
2: fine for me Mm -hmm. as a nerd. But my client doesn't know how to put together that prompt. Do you help the client... Put together the appropriate prompt to get the appropriate information.
8: Absolutely. So, in a workshop that we just just did uh, a moment ago um, at two o'clock today, uh, before we actually uh, go through the, a very simple five-step formula that you can use to generate a prompt, and so the MSP can utilise that, that for themselves. But having that knowledge, they can also train their clients on how to actually put together a, a good prompt in a very simple, in a very simple manner. Right. So.
2: Um, in the world, when I think about software development, I think of big dollar signs. Mm-hmm. So, is the AI basically in the same category that we start at, say, you know, fifty thousand dollars, and
8: go up from there? Depends on what it is you want built. You know, it's it's almost like, you know, um, if you have different requirements for a house to get built, then there's different price brackets that that, that go right. that go with it. But I guess the look some of the challenges that we are facing in today's world we are solving with ai you know we've got very low unemployment rates and people can't find staff so with the use of by investing let's say you're 20 30 40 fifty thousand dollars we can take one staff member and multiply their output like three or four times which then relieves the pressure in two ways one it relieves the pressure in increased costs of running a business because we've already got inflationary issues as it is Last thing we want to do is hire more people to then increase our cost of running a business more. Um, And the other one is actually being able to find good staff to be able to to do the work that needs to be done. And so we're solving both of those problems with AI and properly constructed software development. Very good. So
2: folks can use your stuff for their internal, like for looking at their PSA and the frequency of how things are working within all of the tickets Mm -hmm. but also helping with MSPs who want to offer AI because their customers are going to come to them and say, you're the tech guy, sell me some AI, even though they don't know what the hell it
8: is. But they want it because it's just like the Wild West all over again. Absolutely. So we actually give all the MSPs here at SMBIT and the people who we're talking, like the MSPs that we're talking to, uh, we give them capabilities that their competitors don't have so we give them the competitive advantage because their customers are actually wanting their trusted IT guy to be able to do this sort of thing and it is a complicated space and so we are uh, making all of our MSP partners stand out like a red jelly bean in amongst all the blue because <laughs> now we can offer they can now offer these sorts of capabilities that their competitors can't right
2: would you Last question. Would you recommend that an MSP specialize in offering AI uh, applications to their clients?
8: Uh, I, it depends on how they want to run their business and what direction they want to take their business in. So I, I can't answer that one specifically. I think an MSP maybe needs to pivot to become more of a consultant in many different facets of IT. So becoming a consultant in IoT because that's another area um, which is gaining momentum. A a consultant when it comes to AI and being able to bring in the experts to be able to uh, execute the projects that their their clients are demanding. So,
2: So it might be better for them to work with you on a regular basis rather than put themselves out there as the AI expert.
8: Absolutely. Um, So as the AI expert, I mean, we've been working with AI AI, AI for the last three years. And so um, we've kind of got a three-year head start. And so if you're thinking of a horse race, well, we're already ahead. Right. And so all we've got to do is just – and AI is getting – the the changes in AI is only getting faster and faster and faster. So for an MSP to start now to get good at
4: um, AI,
8: they're already behind the eight ball. Whereas with us, we're already the lead horse and we've just got to keep that horse running. Very good, and how do folks get started working with you? Uh, just give us a call, look us up on Google, 2xl.com.au. Uh, you'll have my phone number there and email, just give us a call, 30 uh, free minute free consult to have a quick chat about what, what the needs are and see whether or not we're a good fit or whether we, we um, point them in, in, in another direction. Very good, thank you for your time. Very good, thank you.
2: All right, I am talking to Tim Lippa from Halo PSA, what is your giveaway? This is like a wooden widget that holds records or CDs or something?
9: <laughs> I think it's a phone stand for now, although you can really purpose it for anything you want, as uh, you said. Hold your records. A
2: phone stand in its unfinished wood. Can I take that legally to another country?
9: I think so, yeah.
2: Yeah, I got a yes, and I think so. That's good enough, right? Let's, as long as I declare it, I guess it won't matter. There you so. go. They'll either let me in or they won't. So, all right, what is Halo PSA and uh, why should a managed service provider think about your product?
9: Sure, so I mean fundamentally Halo PSA is a true all-in-one solution for managed service providers when it comes to pretty much everything that a managed service provider will typically do in their business. So I can go stock control, asset management, billing, um, service desk of course, self-service and Bunch of other stuff. Realistically, I won't go into too much about that. But the key here is that we develop the program specifically with MSPs in mind, and that's what we continue to iterate on with our developers. We stay nimble, and that's why we think we're really useful for MSPs. So you make it sound like
2: it's the most expensive PSA on the market.
9: Is that true? I don't think so. I don't know too much about the pricing, to be honest. I think it's the most expensive PSA in the market, especially down the line. Especially down the line. Uh, it's obviously scalable. Um, it does get cheaper the more licenses you buy. And realistically, the best part about it is there's no add-ons. Everything that you get, all of our integrations, we pay those fees. Oh, so I don't have to buy 12 modules? Exactly. We have all the fees, we just we have all the modules, You just switch them on and off. Very simple. And how long have you been coming to this show? So, we were here last year, I think that was our first time. My first time this year, I, I'm, I'm new to Halo actually. So. Yeah, we're here for the second time. Oh, wow. really happy to be chatting with you. And are you community. enjoying the show? Yeah.
2: And have you gone to the other vendor booths to pick up their socks? No, not yet. we should. sure. But you will. Of course. Because they will run out. Of course. All right. Very good. Well, best of luck with the show. Thanks for the time.
9: Oh, good. Thanks.
2: All right. I am here with Will Parker from HP Elite.
9: I thought I was going to be talking to somebody from e
10: well, no, we're actually right next to d which is how you ended up, I guess, um, coming across us. And I'm I've just left HP, where I helped DataSec, who have made this fabulous solution that we've got work on the HP extensibility platform. So HP have an Android platform that runs on their on their devices, especially the latest devices, which have got a lot of compute and memory and hard drive and all the capacity that you would expect on a modern device. And we've got a modern authentication solution that runs on that Android platform for what are essentially edge devices in the cloud that customers can leverage their uh, Microsoft Azure investment. So,
2: how does an MSP make money with this product?
10: Well, they're selling Microsoft licenses and they want their customers to be productive with that that investment that they've made in the Microsoft solution. One of the things that they've got to do is provide a secure solution for all the different things the customer wants to do. It's often about emailing documents around, it's about scanning documents into the digital real estate that they've sold, whether that's the Outlook mail account, OneDrive, SharePoint, or universal print, which is an increasingly important part of the way that people uh, invest in Microsoft. So what an MSP can do here is provide a productivity solution that also drives transformational change in the user. So the user doesn't need to think file print from the laptop or pull scan from the laptop. They can walk up to the device, they can use a frictionless modern authentication experience to just go straight on, and then with the authorization and the scope from Azure, they're able to actually see what they're allowed to see on the device. No passwords, so it's phishing-resistant, and one-time password provided by Microsoft Authenticator at the device. So it's a huge amount of value-add. It lets the customer leverage more of the investment that they've made in Microsoft. And of course, a lot of customers want to be able to print still. We're all going paperless, right? right? And we all still ultimately need, especially a document feeder to scan large documents in, or a machine that can print good quality stuff out. And by doing this, it gives us that capacity to do it through universal print, with one drive. So, so you know, the
2: paperless office will come in shortly after the paperless bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> no, matter, no matter how much they promise you, right, that's, that's real.
9: Can I ask a technical question? Sure. So
2: 10 years ago, the big issue was I take a an old copier machine out of an office I have to destroy the hard drive because it's got a copy
10: of everything that's ever been done on that
2: copy. Are these more secure than that? Is it stored on the hard drive or is it stored in Azure? Where are those
10: documents? So at the moment, with this solution, all of that comes straight down and is only held temporarily, but it's encrypted. So it's encrypted in, 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 in motion and it's encrypted at rest. All these devices have got encrypted hard drives. And in fact, if you do want to end of life, they can have a secure arrays applied to the hard drive. So HP has thought about all of that. It's one of the reasons that I always mention the Wolf security package that HP's devices all ship with. Now on the laptop and PC side, that's a suite of software that you can decide to run or not because many of the MSPs would have their own solutions for that sort of cyber security. And Wolf may not be for everyone there. But for a printer, the Wolf security stack is built in. So you've got a hardened stack from BIOS up Because remember, these devices are sitting on the edge of people's networks. They'll often, if they've got an Android layer on them, they're going to be masquerading as a phone from an MDM perspective. It's going to look like a phone, but what's underneath it? Linux or Windows CE. Full networking stack, hard drive, memory, compute, ports, you name it. So you want really secured hardware, properly configured to use modern TLS and all of the protocols that you'd expect, encrypted hard drives, um, and then the ability to know that all of the communications are encrypted in motion and at rest. And so by leveraging, again, the Microsoft Azure Stack, we're keeping everything in the customer's tenant or temporarily in the device, and then when you sign out, it's all clear.
2: And is this an Australia-only product, or is this available? No, this
10: is worldwide. We're really excited to have actually gone on this journey, and this is the reason that I left HP. Most recently, I was in Boise, Idaho, fabulous place for Australians to live, the <laughs> wide-open spaces and the snow and the, and the, the summer heat. but. Um, I helped work with Dataset with some of the biggest customers in the world, to prove this out as a modern cloud solution for modern environments. So modern authentication for modern managed environments. And uh, so it's been very exciting to come back home, back to Australia, and be working with an Australian company that's taking this, this solution globally with HP. Very good. Thank you for your time. Thanks very much, Kyle.